It's really interesting. I mean, you, you would make a very important point. Summers was there overseeing the arrival of capitalism in the Soviet Union or what was the Soviet Union. He oversaw those businesses right. being established. So he would have known who the oligarchs were. Yes, of course, he'd know the oligarchs because those are the people that were setting up all these businesses, uh, you know, with foreign contacts. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, he would know who they were. And then, you know, along comes Yuri Milner and, uh, and Mr. Yeah, Usmanov. Hand over yeah. a bunch of money to uh, to the Zuckerberg enterprise there, the Facebook, and it's a lot of money without any Shocking. strings because here you have a bunch of money. Yeah. We don't need a board seat. Keep the board seat. We don't need one. It's an unusual. You don't, you don't unusual... need to show us your revenue model. You yeah. don't have one, so why bother showing it to us? We're just, just going to throw some money. At just you. some Didn't money. Did you see the movie? They're not about making money, LB. <laughs> it's not about making money. It's about having the product be the. Is that the movie that Aaron Sorkin was. did before or after the Snowden? The one apology. about the Russian mobster. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You you went there. The one about right, the Russian wait, mob before, card game. It's Sorkin. Oh no, that was that one. The thing where we took we made Molly uh, look like she had nothing to do with the Russian money laundering, right? Because she was just an innocent thing. Yeah, that was some good stuff there. I think the Facebook movie came where we sort of trust washed Mark Zuckerberg, at least washed him clean of Larry Summers and some other stuff. I think that came first. And then I think it was the Snowden is really a hero mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Was it? Maybe. Did he write a Snowden is really a hero I think, movie? I think he did do the Snowden is oh, a hero movie. I don't remember the order. Oh, am I just collapsing that with Oliver Stone? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Could, you're right. Oliver Stone did that movie. I'm sorry. You're, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I get the whole group not, of them. I apologize, everyone. I get the group all mixed and, up. And somewhere in no, 2004, no. I guess, the Winklevoss twins come in to complain about Zuckerberg and has this response. He's in the movie, apparently. I, haven't, I don't remember the scene, but he basically calls them assholes. And he later recounts uh, this episode. So Mr. Isaacson asking him some forum says, was that scene in the social network true? Dr. Summers says, I've heard it said that I can be arrogant. He goes on to say, if that's true, I surely was on that occasion. One of the things you learn as college president is that if an undergraduate is wearing a tie and jacket on Thursday afternoon at three o'clock, there are two possibilities. One is that they're looking for a job and have an interview. The other is that they're an asshole. This was the latter case. Rarely have I encountered such swagger, and I try to respond to that. I mean, which is just obnoxious on every level. But then on top of it, so he basically takes the whole project from. Uh, he's probably that's probably a pretty good assessment. It's probably, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty true. <laughs> pretty I don't know. Funny. I kind of like it, Larry Summers, a little more. He's <laughs> more up to in the fucking movie. He plays himself. Oh, he in the does. Movie, right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I oh my so. god. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm gonna go see that. I, wait. It's actually a really great movie. Yeah, it's a good as, movie. As, as a piece of entertainment. It's oh, it's David so Fincher. My God. Yeah. Oh, so good. But, Best you know. Justin good. Timberlake. Do we want to delve into it? Can we? Oh, he was so it? good. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was no, really no, good. Because the other thing is, okay, Zev, do you and mind if Sean we delve Parker? into it? You go, go wherever you want. Okay. So the reason why it's so good is because it's so meta, right? Because at the mm. time, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who played Mark Zuckerberg in the movie, was sort of a no-name. And all of the characters were sort of these no-name actors. And then Justin Timberlake plays Sean Parker. And there's a scene where they're at a at a bar hanging out with him. And as an audience viewer, you're like, holy shit, this is three nobodies with Justin fucking Timberlake. So it totally <laughs> reinforces what you're supposed to think. It's yeah. just, it's yeah. beautiful use of meta. That's, I mean, that's the it. movie was really know, well I'm done. not a screenwriter, LB, but back me up here. No? Good, bad. No, I love no, no, it was great. No, listen, it's great. I'm not 
try to take a hit at the art. I'm just, I, I always think it's it's so interesting how, oh no, I know why I thought that about the Snowden movie because there was another Snowden movie that got killed that I know that they were pushing through Sorkin. Oh, and that, didn't oh okay. that, that was the yeah, yeah. okay. Sony, that was a, Amy's movie, yeah. So um, it's fantastic, it's fun. It really is, and but was it true or accurate? No, no, it's total lie. Because if we, because otherwise, you know, maybe we would have had a different version of Sheryl Sandberg, maybe playing an earlier role in the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, certainly would have been interesting to see exactly uh, how Larry Summers found Zuckerberg and how he plucked him out of obscurity. I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to see the actual conversations that happened between him and the Winklevoss brothers, because it doesn't seem like this true story has actually been told in that particular movie. My guess. I mean, I I wasn't there. That's my guess. Well, I think we should add right now. Yeah. The Voss twins, the Winklevoy, as they're called in the (laughs) movie, they own a significant percentage of all existing Bitcoin, by the way. Right. Yes. In real life. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I'm just saying we have to, we can't mention them and not mention that because it's a weird detail. Yes. It's a weird detail, but they're those boys, aren't they? Yeah. So, they invented the idea of Facebook were, and Zuckerberg stole it, according to the movie. According to the movie, yeah. Mm. I, I, look, look, you know, the movie actually was also based on an underlying piece of intellectual property, a, a book that, you know, this disputes that. So, you know, that's movie making. But the week of us twins, I think it, it's, it, first of all, it's perfect. They were played by Army Hammer now that we're to the, so to the end arc. Again, of, to the no, end no, arc of it's, it, Meta, future, very meta. vision meta. Oh my it's God. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. But oh, this is, uh, by the way, everybody, this is um, film review, entertainment narrative. We had sports yeah. narrative, <laughs> and now we're, we're doing out. the movie review. Come on, right, Jeff. Where's yeah. the music cue? Oh, uh, well, let me see what we got here. Let me see what we got here. Just the applause. Just the applause. Uh, perfect yeah Yeah. so you know yeah okay so back to cheryl sandberg Mm. let's get back to her yeah Mm. so what do you what do you have to say about her i've i've said a lot about this woman i just think that we need to reassess her a little bit i think the whole thing has been um i agree she's not you know she's not warm and fuzzy very much she doesn't seem like that's really her her thing she seems to be captivated by money and pr um you know it's all about her and it's all about how they can protect each other and hide crimes it's not like she's the ms woman fuzzy she's not leaning in in a bright sunny way you know she's leaning in in a very she's leaning into self-harm lean into fascism lean into genocide yeah that's what she's leaning into and I mean, there's Don't no doubt think she people. doesn't run that ship. Don't think she doesn't run that. I Mark think she Zuckerberg does. can barely sit in an interview half the time and make yeah. it through it. And she has to hold his hand. Yeah, she runs she's it. So clearly, running. she's the one who does it. Who does Come it. on. I mean, but he's so, the CEO, bitch. Remember? <laughs> oh, for God. Oh, yeah, that's right. His email. And all these decisions oh. that they've made where they've you know, intervened in 25 elections around the world. She's approved yeah. of those. It's in her that approved Oh, oh she's in there. Yeah, yeah, she's in there. You know, she's massacres, the mine, Myanmar. That. It's like, it's really yeah. difficult to look at her public image, which is supposed to be this warm, fuzzy, uh, you know, amazing woman who's, who's risen to the top of her, her game. And then no. I, you know, reconcile that with what she's doing on a day-to-day basis, like harming teenage girls across the country by harming their self-worth. I mean, it's just, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up to me. Mm-mm. So I think we need to reassess her. That's all. I mean, I think it's worth a look at Sheryl Sandberg in a closer way because she's really running the show. Maybe we need a movie about her. That would be a good idea. 
you can write it. <laughs> so, no, I, you know, I, I mentioned like Yuri Milner. Has Silicon Valley learned its lesson? No, Silicon Valley has not no. learned its lesson. Here's Yuri Milner teaming up yeah. with Bezos. And they're, um, they're starting this longevity company. I guess they're going to figure out how cells can last longer. It's called Altios Labs. And then, you know, it's all about living forever and never dying. And Yuri Milner is still a welcome investor in absolutely every corner of Silicon Valley, which is depressing, frankly. Because, yeah, because things don't change. Things don't change. Hey, Zeb. Wow. Yes. We have about 7,000 comments saying, please take Mitch's ugly face down. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. I should. I'm, quite frankly, Thanks, I'm sick of guys. looking at him, too. I had completely tuned him out. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good news today um, or this week from uh, the camp of Yellen, the Fed chair. She has convinced another two countries interestingly, Hungary and Ireland, to join their tax campaign, which basically will tax all companies around the world at a flat level, um, which is a really, really, really good thing, especially because it allows America to compete internationally and all those great things. So we just want to mention that. That's good for... I'm you know, into that. That's 15%, right? Is that what... I think it's around 15%. They've got to still yeah. get there, but basically they've agreed in principle. They, they still have to get their parliaments to buy in. And this is that. how you can start shutting down those tax havens. It yes. is. Because it's like, look, this is just what you're going to get charged. Adjust for it. And we can start bringing that money back in. The nations that these companies are from, that money can now, please, please let that money... It's off of our labor. It's off of it's off of our purchasing power. It's you know, for American-based companies, you're nothing without your workforce and your consumers. And so, we need those tax dollars to come back into our reserves so that we can pay for this shit. So that people can have their kids be educated well and the teachers paid well. So that they can have the health care that's affordable. So you know, so we have a healthy society. You know, for these corporations to be paying the taxes that they should be paying, and, and they're paying nothing. So at 15%, you guys, it's just huge. If we can bring that in and start having a healthier society, those companies are going to make so much more money. I know it feels to them like, oh, we're making so much, making everything sick and disgusting and unhealthy and having, you know, people diseased when it comes to these tech companies. But actually, if we have a healthy, thriving society and economy, um, they're going to make so much more money. They really, they're going to thrive and they're going to have stability. So it's just worth it for us to have that money in our coffers that we can fund what we need to fund when it comes to our nation. Yeah. and you know, it's very, Okay. I have my women's March. I have my, and my women's March oh, yeah. shirt on. I was, Stand I was up. We got to see that there. shirt. Okay. Can see it? My shirt. Yeah. Oh, let me see if we can get it to a screen. Hang on. Um, oh yeah. There we go. Oh, that's a really, and I, I happen to live, oh, my back. Ooh. I happen to <laughs> live in a, stand up. in a bit of a, a red a Republican area, uh, just because I'm where the sort of where horses are. And, and I don't know why those two things go together, but they do. So, and I was out in my little town today running some errands and a guy walked up to me and he said, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh, thank you. I didn't expect that in my neighborhood. I was really pleased. Well, that's so, good. Anyway, Making yeah, it's really good. So. Yep, yep, yep. Doing my part and was down there, you know, marching on Saturday and supporting all the incredible women there that are women leaders. So we need <laughs> we need a healthy society. We need women to have all of their health care taken care of and their health needs taken care of, including their reproductive rights. You know, everyone's gonna make a lot more money. I promise. I think it's it a, doesn't you know, have to be really so unstable in this country. Yeah. 
I want to mention one yeah, quick yeah. other thing. In today's, is it the today the Nobel Peace Prize was announced? Was that today? <gasps> oh, was she that, got that it. Good? Oh, my God. That, yes. that was really, really amazing. So this is the, um, oh, the, oh, the journalist from Russia and uh, in the, from the Philippines who both in got. the Philippines, yeah. yeah. And she's phenomenal. Maria Ressa. Uh, yeah, she's phenomenal. And uh, the guy on the left helped hide a lot of the uh, of Russian journalists while the crackdown was happening. Really important right. move by the Nobel Committee there to award it to journalists who have had a kind of a terrible year. A lot of journalists are disappearing, yeah. dying, imprisoned. You know, this has not been a year for, for great amounts of press freedom. So uh, that's an important thing to note as well tonight. Oh, it's so good. I'm so, I'm so happy for them. And, it's so well deserved. Yeah. And because I can't find the tape of the ad. Trump didn't win? I, th- I thought <laughs> Trump was up for a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to win yeah. next year. But wasn't Jared? Wasn't Jared trying to get one? Did someone nominate oh. Jared? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Because he did. He did, uh, he did get peace in the Middle East almost. Almost got it. Uh, in in, in yeah. the sense of the Mel Brooks movie, like a little piece of Saudi Arabia, a little piece of. Yeah. A joke. MBS is still there. It's kind of amazing that MBS is still there. Do you guys, uh, I'm going to read this while you're on camera with the me. And feel free to jump in here because you have never done this with me before. But uh, oh. today's show is brought to you by Policy Genius. There's no better time to apply for life insurance. It's not just the temperatures rising or falling as they are this fall. Life insurance rates can go up with each year you delay buying. Did you know that? Every year. And there's sports coming up. You might, and women's marches. They, those are all important things. You need to be insured in case those things happen. It's policy genius. You can compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers in one place. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with policy genius. You could save $1,300 or more, in fact, a year if you buy your insurance by using policy genius to compare policies. Policy genius's licensed experts work for you, not insurance companies, so you can trust them to guide you through every step of the insurance buying process. Thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google attest to policy genius's excellent service. You can get covered in as little as a week thanks to their award-winning policy that does away with medical exams in favor of a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. Just head to policygenius.com and in minutes work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Policy Genius will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. They never sell your information to other companies or add on extra fees. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. I like like that idea, by the way. You know, you keep doing this thing. And I'm just going to say, life insurance is actually super important. Yeah. And how do you know where to go and all this kind of stuff? And I think it's great that our sponsors here are offering you find people a way to go and shop for life insurance, which you honestly should buy anyway. Right. And have it benefit Zev. I mean, I think it's good. So, you know. Benefit me. Benefit us. Okay. And support. Anyway, if you don't have life insurance, you should have life insurance. You really should. That's it. That's my feeling. And you get to support independent journalism all the way through. That's true. It's a win-win. This isn't like some weird hippy-dippy bullshit. This life insurance is actually Actually, and and they do a good product. They actually do compare all these things and, you know, there it is. You can save a lot of money. It's Expedia for life insurance. Yeah. It's pretty smart. There you go. It's pretty smart. There you go. Wow. So there you go. Policy genius. Good. It's nice to get it right. Thank you, Policy Genius. Um, all right. right. So, uh, are we going to talk about the subpoenas or no? We're just going to. Oh, oh my God. God. We oh my talk gosh. About the subpoenas. I, I like to keep LB's rants We're, to the very end, but she's a, a little bit, you know, she's had a, a one man hat. I don't know if I have a rant. <laughs> Wait a minute. I missed it. Say it again. I said, I like when to keep I, your rants I, to the I, end because you have a, you've had your Manhattan by then. 
or whatever it is you might be doing. I actually am having a drink tonight. I haven't for quite a long time, but it's it's been a really long week. Oh my God. You deserve it. Um, Yeah. Look, you know, in between, because we talk in the morning about what do we want to talk about? And I was like, I want to talk, let's talk about these subpoenas. And of course we're getting to last because we always get distracted. But, you know, after we had that conversation, then this thing happens on Twitter, right? And since we're a Twitter thing, we got to talk about what happened on Twitter. So Rick Wilson puts out a thing. I'm sorry, guys, doom and gloom. The one six commission is might as well be dead because they're not going to enforce the subpoenas. They're not going to do the referral. So what folks like, you know, the voices of Twitter have been screaming and people on, I think there's probably been pundits. I haven't seen a lot of coverage outside of Twitter. Um, you say refer if they don't show up for these subpoenas, you can refer them to the DOJ mm-hmm. and go after them. And then all the legal people come in and say, well, it's a process and it fights it. And then we get to executive privilege and all this horse shit. It's like, no, you can just refer him and he can go and fucking get him. Full stop. Yeah. We don't have to wait. We'll wait for the courts to decide. No, just go around. The court can decide while they're sitting and waiting in a fucking jail cell. Mm-hmm. The court can decide Amen. then. They broke the fucking law. You know, you don't wait for the court to say, do we know if it's a law or not when it's a law? I don't know. We've yeah. got into this weird space. I'm sorry. There's a weird space that Trump got everyone, moved everyone into in positions of power and even the Department of Justice, even with a new AG in there of, you know, well, we don't know until we know if it's a law or not. Let's go. Like, there's no action. It's just sitting around and waiting for the lawyers to work shit out when there's a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's a criminal offense. Go get them, throw them in jail. And if they want to fight it from there, fight it from there. You know, it's just, it's, it makes me crazy. That makes me crazy, guys. I'm sorry. And I know that everyone, oh, you don't understand how the system works. Fuck off. I do understand how the system works. I understand that it's slow as fucking molasses right now. And we're in jeopardy. Uh, that's what I understand. So Rick Wilson throws out this thing. And Greg and I were texting about it a little bit. I'm like, what do you think? Right? And I'm like, you know, because it's like, is this you know, this guy's a political operative, right? I like him. Mm-hmm. I want him to go get it, right? Go get it. Keep everybody on their toes, right? So I don't know whether that was the intention of it was to just to have, uh, get a response because there wasn't a response. Again, the January 6th commission, committee hadn't actually put out a statement, wasn't talking to us really outside of Raskin being on some MSNBC shows saying, no, there are options for us. Well, what what are you going to do? I don't care about what your fucking options are. What are you going to do when the time runs out for them to answer the subpoena, which was 12.01 this morning? And nobody would say, well, we have options. We want what? Well, yeah, one of your options is to do no, fucking nothing. So, yeah. so Rick so Wilson I, filled the know, void and said it. Rick it's Wilson? Not true. Whether it's true or not in terms of him having sources on the staff of people on the committee who were a commission, whatever the fuck it is, who were informing him, yeah, they're not going to enforce this or not. I don't know. We're not Rick Wilson. I don't know. I'm not going to call someone out like that. You know, that we can say we don't know. But what do we know? Boy, we got a quick fucking response. Yeah, he got, got them sure to did. tell us what was going on. Sure did. They weren't going to do it otherwise. We were all going to sit here being like, what the fuck is happening? We don't mm-hmm. know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do this? Everyone was, it was stressful. It was adding more stress into the nation, into this situation. It was allowing, again, with the silence and the vacuum, 
the bad guys to come in and fill it with a bunch of garbage. It was allowing these losers, right? Mm. My God, the loser that Dan Scavino is, mm. the loser that's the dregs of the, of the bowels yeah. of Satan that Steve Bannon yeah. came out of, yeah. the man who, who has acid in his bathtub, yeah. Yeah. the loserville of Cash Patel. Yeah, these are Park Meadows, these are right. these are not people who would be able to to work at a Seven Eleven, and they got into the halls of power because they fit them stuffed themselves into Donald Trump's dirty diaper and rode that way into that White House, right? So I don't, you know, this is we've got to clean these. Get get them, get get them. My God, don't let them run around. Eric Trump on Twitter going, I don't know why they say they can't find Dan Scavino. He was at an event for, I don't know, firefighters or police or whatever, being all patriotic around all kinds of people. Well, maybe he was. But you know what happens when the January 6th committee doesn't say something? We're sitting there going, you say you can't find the guy and there he is at an event. Would you need some help? Can we help you? (laughs) Would you like some help? We could find him right? probably much quicker. If they're looking, they were looking flaccid. They were looking incompetent. They were looking pathetic. Yeah. So you know, whatever the motivations are, I don't know. But now at least they came out and they spoke. Well, we've also and left if people. Is it true? We're going to do yeah. something. And and notice that Liz Cheney got the chance to speak first. So I think that's yeah. very interesting. Oh yeah. So she Love gets her. to look all strong, you know, you know. So let's just see. Maybe Rick Wilson's going to run her presidential campaign in twenty twenty four. Who knows? Why? And because she sure does, got set up to look like a hero, didn't she? Yeah. Why does uh, it's true? Let's put a picture of her up. Hello, Liz. Um, why? Hi, Liz. Why does Donald Trump have any standing here? I mean, why, it's sort of it's landed in the ether that Donald Trump has some uh, sort of authority to tell his former minions not to show up for hearings. He has no authority. He's a citizen. He's an ordinary citizen. He has no authority to, to claim this. And yet in the media, oh, President Trump has told his former uh, lieutenants not to show up. Dan no Scavino, Zev, Dan Scavino is his caddy, literally <laughs> and figuratively. And, and LB, you're not right that they're not talented. This guy knows the difference between a seven iron and a wedge. So do sit right I don't down think with he that. does. I'm sorry. I uh, don't uh, think Scavino, he does. These people, they are uh, Dan Scavino. First of all, can we just marvel at what a wonderful name Scavino is? We could sit here all night yeah, and not come up with a better name than Scavino yeah. for this stupid motherfucker. I can't right? wait to see him testify. Scavino. Scavino. <laughs> it sounds like scab and <laughs> wine. It's like scab wine. Scavino. It's yeah. a terrible name. He's a scab of wine. bloated, awful-looking man, a troll of the highest order. That guy... If he thinks he's going to use three sheets of toilet tissue to wipe his ass and he needs five, he got to call Papa Trump for permission. That guy can't do anything without asking permission from the overlord whoremaster Donald Trump. No, does John he want Trump. to? No, that's what he's there for. To. He's there. That's all he's done. That's you know, what he an likes. An image that I like to see, you know. I'm going to write about this at some point because I really like this image. There's that movie called The Human Centipede, oh, no. right? And, Stop! No, no, no. I have not seen this movie. Do not see this Stop! movie. Stop! Greg, you cannot reference that movie. I can't. It's useful only I, for this reference, I, which is with a madman <laughs> sews someone's mouth no. onto someone else's anus. Okay? No. And there's three of them. Oh. Because it's a centipede. Okay? No. 
bad okay. stuff. So I, wrote, I don't like I, tweeted, mo- I don't like movie narrative. <laughs> movie narrative took a dark turn. It took, it a, took a dark dump, turn. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote at the time when Tucker Carlson was out in uh, Budapest yeah. that there was a human centipede where Semyon no! Margalevich was the oh. top or Bond oh! was the middle oh. and Tucker was the bottom feeder, which explains the shit-eating grin on Tucker's face. Yeah, okay. that's a good, that's a good okay. metaphor. That's that's Scavino, like this Scavino guy yeah. is the bottom of the fucking human centipede. He is. Mm-hmm. There is no creature lower than Dan Scavino in the entire thing. Yeah, that's it. He's so deputy he chief of staff too. I mean, he was nothing without Trump. He will be nothing without Trump. He will be loyal to Trump to the end, and therefore, find him and find him and put him in jail because no one gives a shit about this fucking guy. Other than I don't even know Trump doesn't care. I can't Trump wait to see his testimony though. He's going to crack. He can find care. somebody else to give him the yeah. fucking five iron. Exactly. Right. You know, he doesn't need this guy. Maybe it's we should stop him. Dan just needs someone to abuse, and Dan wanted to be abused, and that was it. That was that relationship. It was that simple. Well, he was the voice Dan of Donald that, Trump on Twitter. Seen, you know? That was the big deal in the Trump presidency. I mean, in Trump's presidency. That's all he did, really. And and how'd he do? He yeah. got Donald Trump. He, he got did. Donald banned, did he not? He did. Yeah. We should start a wow, wine. Good wine. job, Dan Scavino. Yeah. Scavino. We should, do, we should create a wine. A really bad tasting wine made of centipedes. No. <laughs> Maybe Devin Nunes is a well, big winery. Devin Nunes, I was going to say, Devin Nunes has a, he has a vineyard, Alpha Omega. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, how did he get that on a, on a public servant salary? Just because. We don't know. We don't want to know. We're not saying anything about it. Devin know. Nunes is we're not saying anything about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we wouldn't say that. We don't say oh, bad why? We don't want to say anything bad about Devin Nunes. Can we just why. say this? How about the fact that Devin Nunes just sort of fell out of the discourse completely? Yeah. I mean, no one really talks about him anymore. What is going on? Because he sues everybody that talks about him. He sues everybody that talks about him somehow with some amount of money that no one can explain. So amazing how wealthy he is. Yeah, but he doesn't win. Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't win. He never wins. He doesn't get any damages. It doesn't matter. It's still a pain in the ass for the people that are being sued. You know? Yeah, it is. This poor Twitter cow. Yeah. Twitter cow. Um, Hi, Twitter cow. If you're you're watching, hi. Respect. Mad respect. Is that lawsuit still going? No, that's no. I think it's over now, yeah. finally. But it's it, it, this is yeah. this is stressful things. This is a bad man. These are bad people. These are yeah. all bad people. So again, arrest subpoena them, people. arrest them, or just find them. Then you don't have to go find them. You just They've say been ten thousand dollars a day. Yeah. it doubles every fucking day, Dan Scavino. And there's no way that we can ever recant. Even if you show up, you still got to pay ten thousand. I, make it a hundred thousand dollars a no, day. No, no, no. What, Let's these... teach them about math, LB. Let's teach them about no, how numbers. I don't go want up. to teach them anything. I don't care that they learn. No, I don't. It's I just want to test. I want them to learn about the exponents. learning time is over. The learning time is over. <laughs> now it's the time to. This is the pain time. I can't wait for the. So uh, Free Scavino rallies that the uh, January 6th committee or whatever it is they call themselves. I don't think they care about him. I don't think he's Free Scavino. Free Scavino. Dan Scavino. How can you possibly take anyone seriously named him? I don't think anyone cares about Steve Bannon either. And Cash well, Patel, I, who was the other one? Oh, Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows. I want to hear from all these people. I really want to know what, what uh, Cash Patel was doing in the Pentagon. I really want to know what they were up to because we don't have any I really clue. want Mark Meadows to take an IQ test. Is it? Yeah. 
I'm going to give 65 as the over under. I'm going to I'm going to throw this. Can you force him to do IQ uh, test? That would be really interesting. I'm a, I, he, he is a dumb man. He is not a smart man. That Mark Meadows. He is a moron. Yeah, he failed he into the chief moron. of staff job. He failed into it. He wasn't a very he good is, congressman, and idiot. that's how he got there. That's yeah. it. You know, I don't you think guys, he's a very like, high IQ guy. Yeah. Uh, poor Eliza. What do you think? 75? What do you? What, why are you sighing? Uh, no, I. I I actually think Mark Meadows is a little bit smarter than it appears. I do. I remember when Trump had COVID or went yeah. to the hospital. We don't know really. <laughs> yeah, what, I think he had what was that? Not the well, not he, when no, he got he pressed to Walter he Reed. He that's did what he, have we COVID. tried to kill the the other candidate, right? Or try to give him COVID. Remember that's they had a debate. Yeah, he did. He breathed he, on. Yeah. It was breathed on Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, they were. Remember that? Yeah, doesn't that was, get charged for that yeah. either. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what they could think So anyway, there was a moment there where Mark Meadows really looked like he was like, he knew what he couldn't say. He knew what he needed to say. And it was causing him a, a lot of internal suffering and struggle. So I do think he's a little bit smarter than you're giving him credit because for. He's Greg, because he's a moron. Okay. <laughs> well, someone must but have I been think, running the place. I, I think, mean, someone was doing it. Right? It, wasn't, it wasn't Trump. I mean, Ted Cruz Probably. knows what he can and can't say, too. And he never seems like Mark Meadows. <laughs> <sighs> Lindsey Graham knows what he can and cannot say. Wait, did you see Lindsey Graham this weekend? Did you see him? Uh, yes. Uh, so he's out, there, he's out there telling people to get vaccinated and they, they just start booing him. Like, why yeah. are they booing him? Why are they Because booing him? they've been radicalized. I don't think so. so. I think is, they think that something have, else is going on. I think that they think no, that by not getting vaccinated, no. they're achieving some sort of secret ends that we're not aware of. I think that they're... But that's ra the radicalization. Yeah, the anti-vax radicalization uh, machine. It's the same machine, but the anti-vax is this really dangerous crossover, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, it's got people, it's dangerous to the degree that it's also got people accepting violence onto themselves in the form of, of, of death and disease and violence onto others to actually to reach for other things than, than saving their own life. And so to move someone's brain into that space, you know, to, the way you have to manipulate the parasympathetic system to get somebody into that space, right, where they've disassociated from their own life, literally their own life. They've disconnected themselves from their own life and are willing to become violent, which we're starting to see. We saw violently uh, track your neighbors now violently kill family members around this stuff. When you can separate yourself from your own survival, from your own mortality, this is what suicide bombers, how they got radicalized. It's the same mm. part of the brain, right? It's the same shit. It's the same military science, right? Intelligent science behind this, this with the science of the propaganda that actually gets people into this place. It's just, it's a cult thing. And don't think that people haven't really mean serious harm and know what they're doing, haven't studied that level of yeah. psychological manipulation. That is at the core of, of PSYOPs, okay? So what they're all realizing now is that this thing that they, going back to the, the thing that Kevin McCarthy said, if we went to the skit, skit that Greg and I did of reading that transcript from before where they were all marveling at mm -hmm. what, uh, Putin had made happen in Ukraine, right, with creating a, a disinformation machine the, there around the election. 
it detached itself, except for the insurrection, right? It kind of, and all the audits and all that. So it is really attached to our democratic processes, the radicalization machine. But anti-vax is free of all of that, right? So anti-vax is sort of beyond that. It's bigger than that. So you're, it, it's moved people to beyond caring about their own, even their own politicians. Those people, the next time Lindsay tries that, I'll be surprised that he doesn't, physical harm doesn't come to him in that moment. That's how out of control these, these people are. That's how gone their brains are, right? So he got a taste of that. He thought he could go out and be Lindsey Graham and they're going to love me because I love Trump. And, and But the machine that they've all been relying on, the content that they've been all creating to push into that machine, the thing that they want because they've, these pol- GOP politicians, because they've given up on democracy itself and they've got a full force embrace of authoritarianism, American version of that, a true fascist state is what they're going for, right? Because they don't want to govern anymore because it's too difficult. They just want their own oligarchy, right? This thing that they've been rooting for and going for and pushing for, they've used this machinery to do it. They've used a a massive psyop in order to do it. They've used the radicalization of their own base into turning them into a death cult. And now they have to reckon with that because you cannot cross that line with these people. You can't cross the line of saying, you know, think about, he was even just saying, think about going and having a, a vaccine. You should consider it. The next time he tries that, I'll be surprised if they don't turn that violence on him. That's that, how bad it is. That, it could be, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's all very well done. That's a really good description of what's going on. Do you think that there's also a possibility that there is, and I do, I'll just say this out, I think that there's something going on in their psychology that they think that they're actually moving their white nationalism agenda forward by um, the fact that there are just more people who are not white who are succumbing to COVID. That's just a fact. Um, and it's certainly a fact in South Carolina when you look at the numbers up close, although trying to get them these days is a little harder than it used to be. Um, it's hard. We need better data. Yeah. Um, we need you know, data we have, on these things because I'm really curious about what it is. We really do. We don't have them. it. We mm-hmm. don't have the origin data of uh, even in the in our country of how many hospitalizations in some of these states, what the infection rates were. And just because people weren't doing it, right? It's like it was, uh, it's a little bit of a mess in there to sort all that out and kind of figure out. Do I think that these folks uh, are, that there's a a contingent of them that is counting on COVID to bring them their pure white nation, Mm -hmm. as Tucker Carlson is every night uh, telling them that they, you know, this pushing replacement theory and embracing Orban and all this shit. Um, Maybe, I think, Zev, it really truly is more that they're just gone. Yeah. And they've been completely radicalized into believing that the vaccine is the boogeyman, that they have to fight the boogeyman because the boogeyman is going to come and take everything away from them. Um, and it's heart hurting the children. And I mean, it's just, it's crossed over into all of this paranoia and fantasy and pure insanity. Yeah. It's, it's madness. It's madness. Can it's, I leave you with uh, one last thing? Mimetic contagion. Yeah. It's contagion. Related yeah. to this. So now the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Service are the only service in the, uh, it's the whole Department of Homeland Security. I think it's how it falls under. They are basically ignoring the word COVID. So even though many of their staff have been dying from COVID, they don't mention that people are dying from COVID. I'm only mentioning this because it's, guess what? The Border Protection Services, the same crowd that are, you know, on horseback, shooing away, you know, refugees as they're arriving at the border. There's a real problem happening with that particular unit. And it's one that really needs to be addressed. So I'll just leave, leave you that thought. Because they literally are ignoring. Oh, I, I was trying to track what you what 
so you're saying that just to bring clarity that they're responsible for tracking the COVID or they've had many, they've had uh, deaths as a result of COVID within their ranks. Oh, they and have, when they, I and when they see. Put it okay, out, they're having a COVID uh, outbreak. Yeah. Okay. And when they put announcements out, they don't mention that people are dying from COVID. They mention other, you know, euphemisms like had a short illness and died or something like that, but they're not, and they're not, they're basically oh. ignoring the fact that they have a COVID problem, which is, uh, Insane yeah. because they're a you know a government agency and they know they, they can't say it, but they're in the fantasy. So yeah. a lot of those, the sort of the Facebook groups, we do know that in the Facebook groups of Border Patrol, we've got real problems, right? Mm. So in those Facebook groups, which probably is where they're pulling some of this information, or where maybe information comes out, um, you know, it, it's there's a lot of crossover in the anti-vax uh, conspiracy land and fantasy land, mm. and so you know the Border Patrol agents in the in the fantasy land of the radicalization machine they're sort of a superhero like they're lionized and they, they, you know they have a whole thing right where they're they, they're characters right in the fantasy yeah. in the myth and so you can't have your superhero you can't have your iron man you know coming down with COVID and mm-hmm. dying because then that makes it real then maybe COVID's real because again a key part of this is that COVID in that in that machinery uh, in that psychosis is that COVID isn't real, that mm. um, it's, we're being lied to. It's just a form of the flu. You don't need it. And if you do get sick, then they're reaching for, you know, we want Regeneron. <laughs> like, they'll take that, right. but they won't take a vaccine. So the, all logic is gone. All mm. logic is gone. And that all that matters is the narrative. Even as a narrative loops on itself and collapses on itself, that's all that matters. And there are characters in that narrative and Border Patrol is an important character. So you can't have those that character defeating the myth. Yeah, it brings you back so, to this whole yeah, idea of national psychosis, of this whole country being ripped apart by being, torn, yeah. being you know, fed these lies. And brings you back to the fact that Facebook really should be shut down. Like there really is no purpose shut for down. Facebook. There's no, I mean, you can't fix it. It's clearly broke. There's nothing you can do. So let's just shut it down and move on. These people should not be having access yeah. to the American psyche and peddling all these lies in the way they are. It just makes no sense. I, I don't know what's going on with Sheryl Sandberg. I don't know what's going on with Mark Zuckerberg, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel right. You know, that what they're doing to the American population, what they're doing to young girls is it's unconscionable and it's just there's no reason for this kind of business to exist any more than we thought that big tobacco should exist it just it is we don't need it we'll be okay without it and we'll come up with some other things instead of it and you know i don't know who needs to hear this but i'm just gonna keep saying it as often as i can we need to shut you do and i thank you for keep i thank you for keep saying that you have been on that you have been consistent on that and i thank you for that sam Okay. It needs to go. It just needs to be, it is a national security threat. Absolutely. Period. Total national security threat. It's screwing with our minds. It's causing chaos and it's striking fear into the population. There's no need for this thing. This is, this is what they have is a weapon of fear. And we know this is what they do because of Cambridge Analytica. We know that they look into your psyche, they find out what your neuroses are, and then they feed into them. So, you know, what is that? Why do we need that kind of thing? It's an actual threat to people's lives. It's a threat to humanity. And we just, and definitely a threat to democracy. We should just get rid of it. We won't even notice when it's gone. All right. That's well, all I got. Say that slower. I want to make that my Facebook update. <laughs> I'll send you a transcript. <laughs> Um, I, can, I, can I say one more thing yeah, before we sign yeah, off? We've, we've because I know it. I know what everyone really wants that's watching is for me to tie this into sports here. So I'm going to yeah. tie it back What's into the latest? sports. Ah! What's the latest score? I, I was reading about <laughs> I was reading about the Kyrie 
Remember, Kyrie Irving yeah. is the flat earth guy who's anti-vaccine. Right. And then they bust. And Are you sure he's not a then, Kardashian? That sounds like a Kardashian. <laughs> no, no, no. Like that's, that's Tristan Thompson. Different. Tristan Thompson and um, Devin Booker dating the Kardashians. Kyrie never did it a Kardashian. It's a big deal. In no, I just said, is he a Kardashian? Thinking. He's got like the K. That sounds like a Kardashian yeah. Yeah. name. A no, 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 no. He's so not. He's not. He's not a Kardashian. Okay. Somebody tweeted. It's pissed me off for days now. Someone tweeted, NBA player says something about Big Pharma, and then this happens. This meaning the arrests of the NBA players. As if there's a connection between what Kyrie said, and then the FBI was like, let's go arrest all these guys. (laughs) It's so fucking dumb. People are so fucking dumb, and they believe the dumbest fucking shit. They really are. They're so fucking stupid, and they believe stupid shit. And we have to make them stop believing stupid shit. That's all. That's all I got. Sorry. Hallelujah. Well, no, no, don't apologize. I That's think good. it's a long road to really start educating folks. But as I've said, getting rid of Facebook is a real good first step to getting mm-hmm. ourselves back into being sort of pro-fact, pro-logic, pro-science, pro-literature. Yeah. Um, Take their profits and distribute know, it to some, to something useful and good in the world. You know, how much they make it? Your $40 billion? Give it to poor people. I don't know. Give it to, <sighs> Put it back into the economy. Much better the use than uh, what they're using it for now. Give Anyhow. us a narrative. We have a, a Patreon. <laughs> a Come on now. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to do that. You got to do that. You got to give it to narrative. Um, so thanks, guys. Thanks for an interesting, meandering, fun show. Um, <laughs> I feel like we really meandered. I'm <laughs> sorry, everybody. I mean, it was good. We've been talking I think... for 90 minutes. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. We got to go. I got to go. Oh, Zev went, you go. went that over? Oh, my God. This we're, is a little over. we're a little Zeb over. We're a little over. I know. He like to go over. I was enjoying it. Over. Not... I was enjoying it. All right. Uh, we got to so... go over, LB. So that's the that's the show this week. We'll be back on Tuesday with another edition of Narrative. And until then, have yourself a very good weekend, everybody. Have a good night. Narrative is made possible by viewers like you. Join today and support truly independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. That's patreon.com forward slash narrative.